Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. I'm super excited about this episode. It's a great, you know, bit of data, I suppose you can call it. And it really just goes to show why we don't need more government, more government. You really, really don't. And at the core, and I've, I've talked about this time and time again, both from just really a human perspective and then also a financial just efficiency perspective in terms of, you know, what would be most impactful? What would be most efficient? And taking out the middleman known as Uncle Sam, the government, would certainly make things most efficient. And I'll get to that. But the whole premise here is, you know what? Times have gotten tough, right? Coronavirus, COVID-19, you know, it, it's it's a bit of a different world right now. And things have gotten tough. So the uh, title of this episode, not episode, the title of this uh, article here from CNBC is Americans are generous in their charitable giving during COVID-19, but how they donate changed. Well, I like that headline. That's very encouraging that Americans are generous in what? Their charitable giving, meaning nobody is forcing them to do any of this. Nobody is taking money from them for their, no, this is totally their choice. And what is this choice? What is the choice that they're making? A generous choice, okay? But they did change how they donated. And I think that's, in my opinion, at least probably the most powerful part. But to pick up with the article here, as COVID-19 descended on the U.S. and began closing businesses, schools, and community centers, 56% of U.S. households engaged in charitable giving to help their neighbors through the crisis, according to a new report from Indiana University's Women's Philanthropy Institute. Think about that. 56%. That means that if you have two people standing there, hey, you know what? Odds are more than one of those people did it, right? 56%. Almost six out of 10 people. That is crazy. That is awesome. That is a very, very powerful you know, thing to know and to see happen. And why is it powerful? Well, let me just keep on going and, and then I'll get to the why here. Maybe you already see why it's powerful and why this just proves that more government is not the answer. One third of U.S. households gave money directly to charitable organizations, other individuals or businesses, according to the report, which surveyed 3,405 people in the general population in mid-May of this year. That's similar to previous disasters, according to the report. Really? Well, you know, I never knew that. So, I mean, think about it. Disasters happen, and what happens? Americans get generous, right? Americans get generous. Even with all the economic insecurity of the coronavirus recession, people in the U.S. continued to donate money. But it's not just direct charitable contributions that made a difference during the unprecedented environment coronavirus created, the report notes. People responded to the crisis in unique ways. Almost half, 48.3% engaged in charitable giving indirectly. Households made a point to, t to order takeout from local restaurants, purchase gift cards from their favorite boutiques, or continue to pay for services like a house cleaning or daycare that were unable to use during shelter-in-place orders, among other types of giving. So think about that. A, I get it. I can't actually use your, you know, your, your housekeeping, or I can't actually use your child support right now, or I can't use, but you know what? I'm going to keep paying. I'm, I'm going to keep giving you money. I mean, that's powerful. That is, in my opinion, at least a very, very fan, you know, the most efficient streamlined way of charitable giving. Because even if 
Well, let's just make the argument. Let me just get the point out right now. As from an efficiency standpoint, we don't need more government. Government makes things more expensive. Why? Well, because you have the big bureaucracy of things, right? And and that this is whether you're left, right, moderate, liberal, you know, no matter where you fall, I think if, if, if everybody's being genuine with one another, we can all admit that there's a little bit of government waste. Government isn't exactly known for being super efficient with the money. Why? Well, because everybody needs a little further pocket. Everybody, you know, you got to pay the bureaucracy itself. Those people need salaries and the money just gets lost in the shuffle. So, yeah, I get it. The government need thinks and some people argue the government. We need even more government to step in and do this, that and the other because it's the government. But I mean, for every dollar they take right from taxes, how much of that actually goes into whatever program they're looking to do? It's not going to be a dollar for dollar. But when you see this type of charitable giving where it's, hey, you're running a business. I realize I can't use your business right now, but I'm still going to pay you. That is dollar for dollar goes to that person. Talk about efficiency. And here's the most powerful part about all of this. What happens if we had less government? Because remember, the premise here, the underlying foundation of my argument here is that we are now seeing charitable giving play out during some very crazy times. So we know that the context, and I don't think I don't think anybody's really shocked. I mean, as an American, I mean, at the core, America, you know, I would always just argue that, you know what? People are willing to help each other out. People want to help out their neighbors. People, if, if it's possible, then you know what? Now, again, just, hey, here you go. Just take, oh, you know, you're not even trying. Here, still take the money. I'm not saying that, but in a good-hearted nature, neighbors want to help neighbors. Americans want to help Americans out. And again, this is no longer theory. We have a fantastic report of that. But I mean, if you're being honest, I don't know if anybody's really shocked to, to hear that. Hey, people are generous. People are helping each other out in, in this crazy time. So that's that's the backdrop here. That's the context which the argument's being made. So knowing that, what would allow people to help people out even more? Okay, we know that they help each other, but that brings out, let's go to the next question. Okay, well, can we make this process even better? Can we make this process even more efficient? How can, I mean, is it possible for, other, for people to help other people even more? Well, yeah, you know what it actually is, how? Well, is there a way that you can give those people even more money? So the people that are being charitable, which is over half the population. So if if those people are charitable, could they be even more charitable if they had more money? Well, yeah, that, that's simple logic. I You don't need to be a philosopher to see that. Well, yeah, of course. If the people are already charitable and they have more money, that means that, well, they can even be more charitable than what they are. So how can we get these people more money? You know Maybe if the government stopped taking as much through taxes as what they do, you know what? They would have more money. And as we've already discussed, what happens to that dollar when the government takes it? It gets lost in the shuffle. And sure, so some of them, some of that dollar makes it to whatever its intended purpose was. But by the time it gets there, it ain't going to be a dollar anymore. It's not even going to be anywhere close to being a dollar worth of impact. But you know what? If the government just never took that dollar in the first place, and left the dollar in the hands of the charitable person who's then going to you know, donate it to either a charitable organization or better yet, just directly to a business. Well, hey, that is maximum efficiency. That is how you build. That is how you keep an economy afloat. Just maximum efficiency. And again, what is the climate? What is the environment? Well, a, a culture 
a people, a country of, well, charitable people. So seriously, do you really think that more government, more taxes, I get it, everything's supposed to be free, but it's free is not free. Free can be free, but that doesn't mean that it's actually being, you know, free in the sense of efficiency, free in the sense of, uh, you know, pricing, free. I mean, in many different situations. So really, to me, it's a question of how do you get things as efficient as possible? I would 100% agree. You would be 100% correct if you said, Clay, your model does not work. Your society, your culture is not charitable. And given we need to make sure people are taken care of, given we need to make sure that people are okay, we need to take from those people because your society is not charitable. They're not going to donate money. They're going to keep it all for themselves because it's a greedy society. Greed, greed, greed. It's a greedy society. In, in that case, I, I would have to concede, like, you know, that that's a good point. I don't really have a, I don't really have a comeback to that because you're right. It is a greedy society. It is un, it, the society is non-charitable. So yeah, you, I, I can see you, I can see why you you would be building an argument upon. We need to take more. We need to take more. But hey, guess what? That was just a made-up argument. That's not a true argument with Americans. We we are a charitable society. We do give. We do donate. We do all of that. So this whole thing of well, we need to take more and more and more from the people that are already giving and would probably give more if they got to keep more of their money. None of this makes any sense. It's ridiculous. Just let the data speak for itself. We are in a charitable society. And when you take money, people have less money to actually donate, which again, and I get it, I'm repeating myself, but I want this to really just stick. A do- What dollar, what part of a dollar actually makes it to whatever you know, the intended and purpose is. And with the government, that dollar gets chopped up into so many pieces because the government is so non-efficient. And once more, I'm not talking about that from a Democrat or Republican or independent perspective. The government is just a bloated bureaucracy that wastes money and to think that they're going to get everything better just because you start to allow them to take more money. And I know, well, they're only taking money from certain people. That's not how it works. Real quick, an example. Well, we're going to take money from such and such business or such and such person that's really you know rich. Okay, well, how do they get rich? Well, they run a business. Okay, fine. And I'm just totally making this number up to, to make the math easy. We're going to charge them 10% more taxes. You know what that person's going to do? They're going to say, okay, well, I used to charge, and I'm just totally making this up. I used to charge $100 for this product. But you know what? If the, if the government, if you're going to charge me, if you're going to take 10% more of my money, guess what I'm going to do? I'm just going to make that $100 product now cost $110. So guess what happened? Where, where, where did the 110 come from? Well, 10% of 100 is $10, right? What, what the, the more they're being taken, the more money is being taken from them by the government. So now their product, instead of being $100, is $110. So how are they doing? They're totally fine. They're good. Government's taking 10% more of my money. That's fine. I'm just going to charge 10% more on that product. So who pays that 10% more? Oh, the middle class, you know, the poor, the whoever you don't are supposedly trying to protect now all of a sudden has higher prices. I, I get it on the surface. Well, we're going to just take from those people who can afford it. 
Well, they can afford it because they run businesses. They will just be like, all right, well, I'm going to charge you more money. So be very, very careful with the whole, well, we're only taking money from those that can afford it. All righty. Uh, yes, that's not, that's a tax on low income. That is a tax on the middle class. It's not a direct tax, but it's 100% indirect because that wealthy person is just going to bake that cost into their product. And that's just business 101. This is not like some sort of mind-blowing rationale. This is just, well, if you're trying to build a business and sell a product, you need to figure out the cost of that product. And one of those costs are, you know, taxes, not to mention regulations and insurance and all this sort of stuff that the government throws into place to make some sort of product more expensive. Well, in order for the business to grow, to make money, well, you need to make sure you charge at least amount or at least at whatever amount that product cost is. So if the product cost is $90, well, you, you, you have to charge at least $90. But let's say that the product cost was only $50 because there's less government regulations, there's less government headaches, there's less government, you know, fingers and meddling around in everybody's business. What is that going to do to the consumer? That's actually going to bring prices down because now if it's only $50, they're, they, they can charge less. Well, why would they charge less? They can, because there's other competitors in the market, right? It's a free market. Sure, they can still try to charge a normal price, but if some other competitor comes in and says, well, I'm, if you're going to charge that, I'm, I'm going to charge lower because, I mean, our product cost is only $50. And you know what? That's the, that's the beautiful thing about the free markets. So just be very, very aware of the whole, because I can still see people thinking, and I, I get it. I hear what they're saying. Well, I, I, yeah, Clay, that's true. But when you say take money, we don't mean take it from the people that would need the charity. We mean take it from the... Yes, but that's going to be a, a tax indirectly on those very same people you're trying to help. Whereas if you just took less money from everybody and allowed charitable people to be more charitable, well, then things would work themselves out. So please be very, very careful before you go in thinking that more government, more government is the answer. I would argue less government is the answer because, again, this is all built upon the premise of we, we know we live in a charitable society. We know people are willing to help each other out. We know that when times get tough, people aren't don't just turn into greedy savages and refuse to give any sort of charity. This would be a very scary article had it said, hey, coronavirus hit and charitable giving has dropped like a rock. That would be sketchy and my argument would be on very, very shaky ground. But it's not. It's, hey, coronavirus has hit crazy, crazy times and things have Gone great, 56%, almost 60% of people are donating. And like I said, a lot of people are donating in, in the most charitable way. Hey, I know you are charging me for a service and you you can't even give me the service right now, but you know what? I'm still gonna pay you for the service. I mean, that's awesome. That is absolutely fantastic. So that's all I have. I think I've made my point, but before you go and think that the government's always the answer and the government will take care of everybody, I would argue, we don't need the government to take care of each other. Americans can take care of each other and it's much easier to take care of each other if we have more money. And we're gonna have more money if there's actually less government because they don't need to tax as much because they're so massive. So just something to think about. Hopefully this helps. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out 
in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating, that goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there. And I, I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.